Have you ever been in a heated argument with someone? An argument that you were so angry in that you said words that should never have come out of your mouth? Then soon after you realize you weren't really as angry at that person as you thought? But if you were being completely honest with yourself, you were already upset about multiple issues that were going on in your own life. It just so happened that the person you were arguing with was the first person to set off the ticking time bomb that was your anger. That person might be a spouse, a child, an ex-spouse, a friend, or even a parent. So instead of reconciling past issues in your life, you now have another major problem on your plate. This is not God's plan for dealing with conflict. God's plan starts with recognizing what unresolved conflict can lead to, sin, guilt, and grief. Next, you need to seek his plan for conflict resolution through his word, the Bible. Finally, begin resolving conflict the way God intended. Look at how important conflict resolution is to God in Matthew 5, 21 through 24. Jesus said, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you're offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. First, you need to realize how serious God is about the unrighteous anger that unresolved conflict produces. Jesus says in verse 21 and verse 22 that anger is just as deplorable in God's sight as murder. That is a weighty statement, but it aptly describes God's righteous requirements, which do not leave any room for sin in the believer's life. Secondly, notice how urgently Jesus calls the believer to seek reconciliation in verses 23 and 24. Verse 24 says that even if you are at the altar offering a gift to God and someone has something against you, you have to leave your gift there and go be reconciled first. Then come and offer your gift. Jesus did not say after you're done here, go and make things right with others. He said leave and then come back and finish what you were doing here. This does not diminish the primacy of God in the believer's life and place people above God. On the other hand, this act places the primacy of God over all the spheres in the believer's life and shows the importance of reconciliation in God's will. We need to also notice the place of reconciliation before God. True worship is not simply offering gifts to God. Listen to the words of David in Psalm 51, 16 through 17. Verse 16 says, for you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. So when Jesus says in verse 24 to leave your gift at the altar and seek reconciliation, he is saying if you really 
want to worship God. You need to be broken enough about the sin in your life that it causes you not only to worship God and seek forgiveness from Him, but before you offer any gifts to God, first go worship Him through reconciliation with others and then worship Him at the altar. After you understand the necessity for reconciliation, it is important to learn God's plan for reconciliation. Although not exhaustive, Matthew 7, 3-5 gives you a great place to start to find reconciliation with others when Jesus says, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite! First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Here are three steps Jesus describes in Matthew 7, 3-5, that will lead you to reconcile conflict the way that God intended. First, you need to start with yourself. Verse 3 says, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Your human nature, or what the Bible calls sin, will always notice the problem with others, but usually minimizes your own problems. That's why Jesus calls out the believer and says, Why do you see the speck in your brother's eye, but you can't even see the log protruding out of your own eye? This illustration is the vivid image of hypocrisy. That's why true reconciliation cannot happen without you starting with an honest evaluation of yourself. Once you start with yourself, you'll probably come to the same conclusion as I have. The reality is that I have offended myself infinitely more than any person ever will. Next, don't cause more problems with your own blindness. Verse 4 says, Or how can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? Can you imagine trying to remove a speck of sawdust from someone's eye with surgical precision when you have a log stuck in your own eye? You are surely going to cause more damage than help. Not to mention the embarrassment that will inevitably follow once you and everyone else realizes you have a much bigger problem in your own life than the person you're pointing fingers at. That's the picture Jesus is painting in verse 4. So before you go and cause more problems with the log in your own eye, start with yourself. Finally, once you deal with your anger, then you can take on the issues with the other person. In verse 5, Jesus gives a solution to conflict resolution God's way when he says, You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Taking the log out of your own eye will allow you to see clearly enough to make the right decisions in light of the situation's true problems. Usually, that comes in one or two ways. One, the log was so big in your eye that you now realize you were more of the problem than the other person. This is oftentimes the case, even as hard as it is to admit. In the grand scheme of things, whatever you are angry about is usually not as big of a deal as you first imagined. You might also realize that you are the one in need of apologizing. Although there is always plenty of blame to go around, 
and there's room for both parties to apologize. Or once you've removed the log in your own eye, you can see clearly how to correct or help someone with a conflict between you two. This can also be the case, but it is important to realize the posture that this option takes. That is, you have just taken the time to take the log out of your own eye. That can be painful, and it is surely a humbling process. Notice that it is in the humility that you go and take the speck out of your brother's eye. This is the true beauty of reconciliation. Neither person comes out the winner, but both come out more sanctified than before. Truly, in reconciliation, everyone is the winner, but pride is never part of true reconciliation. Reconciliation is God's will for everyone, not only with one another, but God's desire is that everyone is reconciled to Him through Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 18-21 says, All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to Himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to Himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You see, God's will is that everyone repent and trust in Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins. Therefore, being reconciled to God, we are given the ministry of reconciliation. That is, we are now to announce the message of God's reconciliation to everyone, that everyone who trusts in Jesus' name might be saved. True reconciliation is found only in Christ, which is why, as a Christian, you must reconcile with others God's way, so that you never cause someone to stumble away from the opportunity to reconcile their own lives with God. Your relationship with others will magnify your relationship to God. So it is vital to do as Paul says in Romans 12, 18 through 21. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. My name's Pastor Hayden, and I hope you enjoyed this message. Subscribe below to Compass Bible Church for more content for you and your family.